Welcome to Connection Point Church, and welcome to those joining us online. I'm Pastor Zach. Shell and I serve as lead pastors here. So glad you joined us today on this Sunday before Thanksgiving. So you had a, a time to visit with some people around you asking the question, what was the funniest excuse or just what was an excuse that people have given about not showing up at a dinner party? So I'd like to hear some of those. What were some excuses you've, been, you've received? I didn't want to go? Wow. <laughs> That's bold. Be careful who you invite. <laughs> what other excuses do we get? What's that? No what? No babysitter. All right, well. Can't leave my dog home alone. Hey, you don't need a babysitter for your dog. If so, you got the wrong dog. I don't know. <laughs> Man, wow. What else? I forgot. Okay, I forgot. Hey, I didn't show up. I forgot. Sorry. What else? Laundry. We might bring that one up later. Laundry. I got laundry to do. I have no clothes to wear. I need to do laundry. <laughs> Which I would say, please. Stay home and do laundry. Anything else? My fish died. died. Somebody said that first service. My fish died. So I explained that yesterday we were doing some yard work, and in the shed that we have in the backyard, we've got glue traps. So a mole got stuck on that glue trap. And so Haley said, so are we going to do a funeral? No, we have work to do. It died. (laughs) Terrible. What a cruel dad. It wasn't a pet, though. You know what I mean? A yard mole. Anything else? Excuses? Keep getting sick. Faking being sick. Oh, so you even knew they were faking. Wow, that's terrible. Faking being sick. Well, all kinds of excuses people can come up. But we don't want excuses. So what we're going to do as we continue our series in Luke today, Luke chapter 14, is we get into a passage that helps us understand that we've been invited to God's global party. We've been invited. But what we also find is it seems people like to make excuses as to why they don't participate or why they don't show up. And so we don't want to do that. The point of today's message is is that you can join the party. You can join the party. You've been invited. You've been invited in the balcony. You've been invited on the main floor. Everyone's been invited, and so the question this morning is, will you accept the invitation, and will you show up to the party? So if you have your Bibles, hey, I hope you got your Bible. We're going to be in Luke chapter 14. Uh, We say that because we want you in God's Word. We want you to have access to God's Word. We want you in God's Word daily. If you don't have a Bible with you today, there's one underneath the seat in front of you. You're welcome to, to take that and read along with us. I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word. You're going to exercise those legs today. We've got a longer passage. We're going to be in verses 1 through 24. So Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 1. One Sabbath, when he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, so Jesus is dining at the the house of this Pharisee, they were watching him carefully, and behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, which of you, having a son 
or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day will not immediately pull him out. And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited. When you noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just." When one of those who reclined at table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I must go examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. And the servant said, sir, what you have commanded has been done and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who are invited shall taste my banquet. These are the very words of God. You may be seated this morning. So a couple of weeks ago, we left off in Luke at the tail end of October in Luke chapter 13. And it was a message about our unstoppable God. And what we find in that passage, so Jesus is being talked to by some Pharisees and said, look, Herod is coming for you. And, and Jesus says, well, you go tell Herod and I'm on my way to Jerusalem. And the whole point of the passage is that God's kingdom cannot, will not, shall not be stopped. Nothing can stop it. Governments can't stop it. Hate and fear cannot stop it. Spiritual blindness cannot stop the plan of God. Nothing can so that's why we can live confidently in Jesus' name. We don't live fearfully, putting our hope in human institutions, because that's what happens. If we put our hope there, we live in fear. We can live confidently in God's unshakable kingdom. That's how we can live. Every morning, I get to drop the kids off at school. And so uh, as we're driving up to the school, then I always tell them, Nate and Haley and Lucas, God loves you. He's given you a new heart. A smart mind, a strong body. I usually grab them. And so then I tell them, mom and me, we love you. We're thankful for you. So I just speak into their life. And, and then I always ask them, and who are you? And they say, a child of God. They know. And I tell them that. Why? Do you need to know that? Because if anybody speaks differently today, it doesn't matter. You know who you are. You're a child of God. And where do you live? And our youngest likes to pipe up in the back seat, 2311 Archer Court. He tells us our address. No, that's not what I'm saying. 
Where do you live? In his unshakable kingdom, in God's unshakable kingdom. I want him to know that. No matter what happens today, you rest firmly in God's sovereign hand. That's the way we live. And so because we live that way, we can live confidently in God's name. But from our passage this morning, we see not only do we get to live confidently, but we get to live joyfully because we're a part of what God's doing in the world. We're a part of his uh, global party. That's what we're a part of. We've been invited to that. So we get to live joyfully as we celebrate with others who are a part of that as well. And so the question is this morning, well, how do we join the party? How do we join it? It's happening. How are we a part? And what the first passage tells us is we can join the party by being compassionate. We can join the party by being compassionate. The opening passage, Jesus is at the home of a Pharisee. He's eating there. And there's a man with dropsy, it says in the ESV. It's, it's edema. It's, it's basically the swelling of tissues. And so the, this man is suffering. And so Jesus asks him. He says, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? People have learned at this point, you don't make comments. When Jesus asks the question, you're safer to not. So they say nothing. Because they know what their view is. It's not right to work on the Sabbath. And that includes healing on the Sabbath. It's not right. That's their view to the, to the law, their interpretation of the law. But they also know that Jesus would say, we should make people whole on the Sabbath so we can heal on the Sabbath. So they already know what Jesus' view is, so they don't say anything. So what does Jesus do? He heals the man and sends him away. He heals him. And after he heals the man, he asks him, look, I know you guys are still struggling with this. You're struggling with the fact that I would heal this man on the Sabbath, on a day that you would say no work can be done, including healing. Let me ask you a question. If your son or your, your farm animal was in the ditch, would you not retrieve it out? Well, if you're going to do that, how much more should we help people find wholeness on the Sabbath? How much more should we heal people? And so he's trying to, again, help people understand you've got to operate in compa- with compassionate hearts. That's how we join the party. Because for those that could celebrate the healing of that man, they got to join the party. They got to celebrate with Jesus and the man who was healed. But for all of the hard-hearted legalists who were holding to their interpretation of the law, and let me emphasize, their interpretation of the law. The Son of God was giving them a different interpretation, but they didn't want it. So as they were holding to that, then they could not celebrate to join the party. How do we join it? We've got to act compassionate. We've got to have compassionate hearts. I think about that for the mission of our church. If you go out on Main Street and you see the flags and we've got the mission there on display, the first place we start is we want to help people find a place of belonging here. Because what we find in scripture is as people find a place of belonging, they can be led into a place of believing in Jesus. We find that for the disciples. We find that in the lives of people. And so what does that mean for us? It means that we take people as they are. It means we don't expect people to clean up their lives and then come to church. We expect that God's going to clean up their lives here in church, amongst you. That's what we expect. So we tell people, come with your addictions. Come with your foul language. Why? Because I believe in the power of God to change people. So that's how we act compassionately. If you stand at the door as a legalist to say, you don't belong here, that's not compassion. And then you're going to miss the party because what happens is as people come as they are, God changes their lives, and those that are in the party, we all get to celebrate because we see what God does. So how do we join the party? We have compassionate hearts. 
But how else do we join the party? We join the party by walking in humility. We join the party by walking in humility. So Jesus, he explains this next parable. He says, look, for you to live well in the kingdom, don't sit in the best seat. Sit in the lowest seat. Let me exalt you and lift you up. So what he's saying is for you to join the party, to be in my kingdom, you've got to walk in humility. Humility is required. So some of you here today, you, you are a part of the party. You're a part of what's happening in the lives of people. You know people's lives who have been changed. You know people's lives who have been changed because of the way you've served them in our kids' classes. You know people's lives who have been changed because of how you've been able to pray with them, with our prayer team. You know people's lives who have been changed because they've come into the food pantry on Tuesday. You know how people's lives have been changed because of the Living Free class on Wednesday night. And if we're not careful as we join the party, we can begin to kind of get puffed up to say, wow, look at me. I changed that person's life. And God would say, point of order. (laughs) Who changed that person's life? God did. You just happen to be the person God used. It's not about us. It's about God and his glory. So the way that we stay in the party once we've joined it is we walk in humility. I think about a Sunday morning as people come into this place. My fear as a pastor is this, is that people come in, they think, wow, those were some great songs. I just the way that they play that song, I just, I loved it. Wow, that pastor, I don't know, he was excited this morning. That was great. And they walk out of here and say, what a great church. And you would say, well, what's wrong with that? Because the problem is, I want people walking out of here saying, wow, what a great God. We want God on display here on a Sunday morning. And thankfully, we've got musicians who don't come up here pridefully saying, watch what I can do on a guitar. They simply want to say, God, here are some talents you've given me. How can I use them to glorify your name? On a Sunday, we want people coming in to experience the awe of God. We want people to walk out to say, there was something today in that, in that, that room. I can't explain it, but it must be God. That, that's what we want here on a Sunday morning. We want God's glory to be on display. We're not here for any other purpose. So may that be your experience. And as you join the party with a compassionate heart, knowing that we're going to help people find a place of belonging, as you join that party, may you walk in humility to say, God, thanks for using me. It's an awesome, awesome thing. And you're going to live in that, and you're always going to be exalting Jesus. We're not exalting ourselves. Does that make sense this morning? You stay in the party. You join the party by walking in humility. But how else? We get to this passage on the great banquet. We find that we join the party by getting rid of excuses. We join the party by getting rid of excuses. So Jesus is relaying this parable of a man who's put on this great banquet and he's invited people to come. Now what's understood in this passage is that people have reserved their seat. They've said that we're coming. So what that means is the first step of joining the party is you have to accept the invitation. I can imagine people at that banquet, when they walked in the door, they were greeted with a sign that said, you're invited. And then they encountered all these people wearing t-shirts that said, you're invited. And then they were handed some audacious program that says, you're invited. Here's what I need you to understand this morning. You're invited. Hopefully you've picked up on that at some point. You've been invited to join the party. That's the first thing. And so the question is, 
Have you accepted the invitation? Have you accepted it? Are you a part of what God is doing through Connection Point Church, the mission that's being fulfilled? Have you accepted the invitation? You've got to start there. Have you accepted the invitation, if you're an Ivy Tech or Purdue student, to join in the mission of Chi Alpha to reach your campus? Have you joined in on that mission? Have you accepted the invitation? And so how do you do that? One of the easiest ways at Connection Point Church is you sign up for the Next Step class. It happens the fourth Sunday of the month, so it's happening next Sunday. You can go online and sign up for the Next Step class. Or if you feel like that's too complicated, just show up. Deanne will be ready for you. She'll make sure you've got a seat. It's in the city room at 9 a.m. We want you to accept the invitation. And what that looks like is saying, I'm ready to take next steps. And now before I carry on with what else you can do, whether you've been here for 10 minutes or 10 years, you need to accept the invitation to be a part of God's party. Maybe you've been in this church as a spectator for 10 years and you need to change that. You need to start going after the heart of God, be on mission with him, join arms with brothers and sisters in the faith to go after seeing the greater Lafayette area and the world changed. So I'm not just talking to people new to the church. I'm talking to everyone today. Nobody is, is uh, outside of that invitation. Everyone's invited. You know, have you signed up for the Ignite Membership Connect Group? Happens on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. We just finished the last class for the fall this morning. So you can sign up in the spring. Be a member. Being a member means I'm going to be on mission with others. That's what that is. So I encourage you, accept the invitation. And then once you've accepted the invitation, you need to make sure that you don't start making excuses to not join the party. Because that's what these guys do. Uh, What happens is for the great banquet is they start making excuses. And if we kind of look at them, they sound like, well, that sounds reasonable. You know, a guy bought some property. He should go check it out. The problem would be like, if I were to correlate that to you this morning, what that would be like is you're driving home from work. You're driving home from work. Okay, guys, you're driving home. Hey, you call your wife. I'm going to be late for dinner. I just bought a house over the phone, and I'm going to go now check it out. Like, you never looked at it. You don't know anything about it. You just assume it's great, and you show up. What do you think your wife's going to say? You did what? You did what? Yeah, don't come home for dinner. Go live in that house. Go see how that goes for you. That's not going to be a good conversation. Crazy excuses. I bought property. I'm going to go check it out. All right? What else could we find? Other excuse. I've got some farm equipment. I need to go check it out. I, I uh, got married, so I want to spend time with my wife. Or I got married. She won't let me come. You know, I don't, I don't know what the excuse is there. But they're crazy excuses. Part of how we understand the Bible is, is too often we read it with Western lenses on, but we really need to read the Bible through Middle Eastern eyes. And, and so when you look at these excuses, here's the example I can give you. You've got a dinner party. You've bought all the food. You've invited your friends. You've called them. You've texted them. You Facebook message them. They're all coming. They all show up. Now they're in your family room. You're finishing all the preparations. You get everything done. You've laid out the meal. Everything is ready. You go over into the family room and you tell them, hey, everything's ready. Come to the table. And one by one, they start making excuses. Let's mention the one that was given. Man, I forgot. I've got some laundry to do. Uh, so I'm going to have to, you know, excuse myself from, and they walk out the door. You're like, what? What? Next person. I forgot to feed the cat. I'm going to have to go home and take care of that. They, they walk out the door. You're like, what is going on? And the next person. They're, I left some bills. There's some bills on my desk. I should go take care of those. 
all of them walk out the door. You start to wonder, who are these people? Why did I call them my friends? Right? They've been invited to the party, they've accepted the invitation, but then they started making excuses as to why they didn't want to sit at the table. Well, that's not great. We've got to stop making excuses as to why we're not a part of what God is doing in the world. We've got to understand the value that each one of us carries for the sake of the kingdom. We've got to get rid of the excuses that we make sometimes. You know, what have been been some of those excuses? Well, I'm just too busy. I I just, I don't have time to participate in the mission of God. I, I don't have time to go after what he's doing in the world. Well, we live in a busy culture. And if it matters to you, you'll figure it out. Look, just like you budget finances, and and if you're not doing that, let me say, you should be budgeting your finances. (laughs) But you should also budget your time. Have you ever looked at a week-long calendar, 168 hours? What are you doing with your time? You should take a look at that. And just like you'd examine your finances and say, holy cow, I spent $500 on Starbucks. I probably shouldn't do that. No, you probably shouldn't. You look at your time to be like, oh, man, hey, Apple made it easy. They'll tell you how much time you're spending on your screen now. Activate that and tell it to turn it off once you get to a certain threshold. That's something you could do. Too often, we let time slip away and we don't even realize it. We live in a busy culture. But you know what? That's one of the distractions of the enemy, to say, I can't because I'm busy. And the enemy says, great, I've got you right where I want you. A Christian author, he says, we must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our life. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. Why? Because if you're hurried, two things. You will not grow spiritually. It's one of the number one reasons people decline in spiritual growth. You will not grow spiritually and you can't help others grow spiritually too. You've got no time for it. You've got no time for relationships. And guess what's required in discipleship? Relationships. Relationships, discipleship is relationships. So that's, that's an excuse. So you need to figure that out. Second thing, you know, well, <clears throat> I can't, I just feel like I don't have the personality for it. I'm an introvert. I have a hard time, you know, interacting with people. So I'll tell you this morning, if I had to fill out those personality profiles, I'm an introvert. And God thought that was funny. So now he has me talk to people on Sunday morning. So ha ha God, real funny. <laughs> Whatever excuse this morning, I'll tell you, he's going to blow it up. He's not going to let you carry an excuse with you. So don't say you can't because you feel like you don't have the qualities. You can. You can join the party. You know, people say, well, I've got young kids. It's just, it's hard for me to, you know, to to manage that. And, And I would say this, as a parent and as a former educator, one of the best things you could do for your kids is to help them understand in the world that we live in today that the world does not revolve around them, that your world does not revolve around them. If you are a model for your kids, if you're a role model for your kids, showing them I'm on mission for Jesus and you get to be on mission too, what an awesome thing you could do for your kids today. I encourage you, be a role model. I encourage you to join the party. We've got to stop making excuses. Uh, What does it look like for somebody who's showing up but not a part of what's happening? You know, they'll, they'll come in at 1045 and slip out at 12. They, they may even show up for donuts and coffee, visit with a few people, but then they jet out of here. They, they really have no other real engagement or, or celebration with the community in which we live. They're not really on mission for God. And you probably know, you can, 
You're smart enough to figure out, are you a part of what's happening in the local church or are you not? Are you a part of what's happening on your campus or are you not? God's heart for you is to be a part of where your life is. God wants you to be on mission for him in your workplace, your neighborhood, through the local church. He wants it for you. He's, he's designed you for it. And so the question is, will you use your gifts for his purpose? Because you can join the party. And how do you do it? Sometimes you got to get rid of excuses. But here's the joy. As you join the party, you get to celebrate. Join the party and be a part of celebration. God is doing amazing things in the lives of people here. He's doing amazing things in the lives of people all across the greater Lafayette area. The question is, do you even know that that's happening? We get together on Sunday mornings and uh, we'll have breakfast from 7.45 to 8.15 with the volunteers that serve here on a Sunday. And it's an incredible time together as people fellowship and they share life with one another. But then we also get to share testimonies of, hey, you might not be aware, but last week, here's what happened in the life of this person. This last week, here's what happened in the life of this person. We get together and celebrate. Are you a part of that celebration? Every Sunday, I tell people, every Sunday, somebody's life has changed. And that's not an exaggeration. That's not to say every Sunday somebody makes a decision to follow Jesus, but every Sunday, whether that be in the context here, in our kids' classrooms, with the prayer teams, during song time, marriages are restored. Parents and kids, their relationships are reconciled. People are baptized in the Holy Spirit. We can see people baptized with water. And yes, people make a decision to follow Jesus. Every Sunday, something is happening and the question is, are you a part of that? Because here's a problem in the society in which we live. Too often people have understood Christianity as a spectator sport. And it's not. Christianity is not a spectator sport. You're not meant to be a spectator in the stands. You're meant to be a player on the field where you get to link arms with other and see God do incredible things. It's God's design for your life. And here's the problem. If you don't step into that life, the world suffers because there's no one like you. God made you uniquely you. You have gifts and talents nobody else has. And without you plugged in, the world is missing out. But I also want to say you're missing out because God designed you for a purpose. He's equipped you for his plan. And if you don't live that out, what happens is you wind up living a fractured life. If there's turmoil here, part of it could be is because you're not living by God's design. And that's not God's heart for you. He wants you living on mission for him. He wants you a part of the party. So I encourage you, join the party. Be compassionate. Be humble. And get rid of the excuses that maybe you've had. Don't allow anything to speak differently to your heart as to the opportunity you have to join the party. Because you can join it. And here's what we find in Luke 14. Luke 14 tells us people are one excuse away from missing the party. They're one excuse away. And so here's what happens at that dinner party where your friends have been invited. They come up with lame excuses. They walk out the door. You go over to your neighbor's house. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, I've got some food on the table. Would you like to join me for that? Yeah, I'll come join you for that. The neighbors start to come. Knock, knock, knock. Coworker, hey, I've got, you call him up on the phone. I've got some food on the table. Would you like to join me for that? Yeah, I'll join you for that. And what happens is God says, for those that are excuse makers, they're gonna miss out, but my house will be filled. 
And so I encourage you this morning, you're meant to be a part. You're meant to be a part of the party. But if you don't accept the invitation, you're going to miss out. So what you need to figure out this morning is, are you an excuse maker or are you an excited member? Are you an excuse maker or are you an excited member? You're one of those two this morning. My heart for you is you become an excited member. There's something that's stirring here and you might not know it yet, but God's doing some awesome things and I don't want anybody to miss out. So please know that you're invited. We make it as easy as we can. You need to sign up for the Next Step class next Sunday. Again, whether you've been here 10 minutes or 10 years, you can jump in that class and find out how you get to be a part of the party that's happening here. I'm going to invite you to stand as we close in song this morning. And maybe you're here today. And the reason you haven't joined the party is because you've never accepted the invitation of Jesus who said, follow me. Follow me, and I'll give you life purpose. Follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men. Follow me, and you'll live eternally. I'll give you hope for the future. So maybe you haven't joined the party because you never accepted that invitation. But today is a different day. And you'd say, I'm going to join the party today. I'm going to walk out of here in celebration because I surrendered my life to Jesus. So if that's you today, I want you to have that opportunity to say, I want to follow Jesus, and we're going to pray with you this morning. So with every head bowed in this room, if that's you today, and you'd say, I want to follow Jesus, I want to join the party in that way, I invite you to simply raise your hand. I want to pray with you before we leave today. And he would say, that's me. Over here in the middle. Over here in the middle, over here as well. Over here on the left, anybody else would say, that's me. I'm going to follow Jesus today. I accept that invitation. Anybody else today? I don't want anybody to miss. I'm going to pray, and I can't see everyone's hands, but I want you to know, if you raise your hand, then you have, it may accept the invitation to join the party, and you get to be a part. So I want to pray this morning. God, I thank you for those that raised their hand. God, we celebrate with them today. We celebrate those that have come into the kingdom. We worship you, Jesus. And God, I pray for those that have already accepted an invitation. I pray that you would help them to be compelled this morning to say, I want to be a part of that person's story. I want to be a part of the party that's happening. I want to celebrate too. So God, I just pray that you would impact their hearts today. That as they walk out today, they set their minds to be in the Next Step class at 9 a.m. next Sunday in the city room. They show up so that we can say, now you get to be a part of the party to celebrate those that raise their hands to follow Jesus. Eternity was changed today. And we don't take it lightly. So God, we just thank you for those that have said they want to follow you. And so God, I just pray that you would firm in their hearts and soul that desire that they have to follow you. I just pray, Jesus, that they would follow you for a lifetime. May they stay involved in the church. May they join the party so that they've got others alongside them, helping them in that journey. God, we just pray that they would live for you from this moment into eternity, Father. Their life in Jesus starts now. Their eternal life begins this moment. So God, we just pray that you'd help them to live firm in the faith, steady on you, encouraged by brothers and sisters in the faith. And God, we just thank you for the invitation you give each one of us. And I pray, Lord, we not only accept the invitation, but then we stay for the party, that we join and we celebrate. Help everyone in this room today to be a part. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
If I could, I'm going to invite uh, some of our prayer team to come forward this morning. Some of our prayer team members, if you don't mind to come, for those that, ra- if you raise your hand this morning, here's what we want to do. We simply just want to encourage you to say, hey, here's a Bible. Here's information on how you follow Jesus for a lifetime. Can we celebrate them this morning? And if we- If we didn't see your hand this morning, as we sing, please feel free to come. A prayer team member will meet you here, and they're going to help you. They're going to help you to follow Jesus for a lifetime. So let's go ahead and sing, and if you raise your hand, simply come, and our prayer team member will meet with you.